listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. The GTS team is here to inform and entertain you what way we talk about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the show at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, I'm Josh. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about another six-figure Jeep, but it's the one that will be at a dealer near you pretty soon. I have an unusual op-ed about a recent Jeep video, and we're going to get into some uh, fixes for some pretty specific rusty Jeep parts. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I'm sharing a run with one of the members of the Zoom people. Hi, I'm Tony, and I'm now a proud owner of a 2021 Jeep Gladiator. Coming Woo-hoo. up, <laughs> coming up, uh, we'll be talking to Deadpool with some great information about the Gladiator. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And the crowd goes mild. <laughs> yeah, Jeep is a brand that's been all about the outdoors since before some of you that were listening are, have been driving. And uh, the brand has done a lot over the years to show this. Evidence of this could be found in today's YouTube release uh, by Jeep's official channel in celebration of Earth Day, which is April 22nd. Now, the video was lackluster at best, something I think anyone in elementary school could have produced, honestly. Uh, (laughs) It was just snippets from the 60-second Earth Odyssey commercial released back in February, an homage to the movie 2001 Space Odyssey, a commercial that was largely just short cuts of animal whales turned into more or less tuned to more or less match the tone of the song made famous from that movie. Now, all to highlight the, or to announce, rather, the arrival of the somehow eco-friendly 4XE Wrangler Hybrid. Well, this Earth Day video was a regurgitation of that. And the view counter proves, as we Jeepers don't really want to see this crap. (laughs) Now, even though it was released across all of Jeep's social media platforms simultaneously, it's gotten less than 1,500 views on YouTube. Yeah, not, not so great. Now, each of the aforementioned snippets were then trimmed down even further and resized to resemble a Zoom-like conference call between all the creatures of the wild, each having their own captions below them (laughs) as if they typed it themselves. Some were even having technical issues like leaving their mic on mute or something along those lines. (laughs) All very cutesy and very plain and very safe and completely meaningless. Oh, no, wait, I, I forgot. The, the, the meaning to this assault on my intelligence was that they are once again highlighting the 4XE hybrid Wrangler, as it this time apologizes for being late because it, quote, slept in. Oh, so <laughs> the Jeep can now talk, at least digitally, to animals who have oh. somehow grasped the concept of internet video conferencing? No. Okay, somebody needs to be fired. This, this, the end of this 45 second virtue vomit makes fun of making, (laughs) makes fun of monkeys or gorillas or some sort of primate anyways, as it just utterly is stunned and baffled as the actor in the monkey suit completely overreacts to the Jeep being a plug-in. Electrified? Question mark? 
is the caption underneath. I, I, I was actually surprised they didn't go for the Macaulay Culkin hands on the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, breaking <laughs> down the floor, home alone, right? So the, the camera pulls back to reveal, you guessed it, a monolith in the middle of nowhere with the Jeep, of course, plugged into it, allegedly charging itself from an electric grid of which less than, well, two-thirds of it is powered by coal or natural gas-fired power plants. Wind and solar gets you, what, 10% of it, and only when the sun is shining and the wind is blowing. Jeep claims that some of the proprietary charging stations that, by the way, won't look anything like what you see in this commercial, they're putting, it, they're putting trailheads around the nation, will be solar-powered. Well, that infrastructure isn't even here yet, nor is the truth about electric vehicles to warrant the super-eco-friendly stance that Jeep is taking with these messages as it relates to the 4XE Hybrid Wrangler. Now, if you want to give away two minutes of your life that you will never get back, we will have the links to these two videos in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. And I ask you to join me in a crusade for the return of offensive commercials. Have you guys seen the kind of stuff they're getting away with in European commercials nowadays? Jeez. So it, it really, you know, the electric vehicles are coming, but standing inside the the jeep uh south fork uh chrysler dodge jeep blah 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 mm -hmm. yeah 15 other brands uh, associated with that uh <laughs> standing in the uh the showroom now last time i was in there it was full of gladiators Ooh, well apparently well, they sold all of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> and now they just had uh i say just they had the the jt's the four-door uh the jtu's and oh my God, they had they were on like thirty sevens and these beautiful oh, hey these beautiful wheels, custom wheels that the nice. and it was sitting up big and high. There was a yellow one, there was a maroon one, and my God, I just I just marveled at how can you walk into a Jeep dealership and not want to buy one of these things? They're gorgeous. I want They're mine huge. to look like that. Yeah, there's <laughs> and you could buy one like that. Those two that they modified, I'm sure that's why they were there. And yeah. just gorgeous. And then, you know, I absolutely did not see a 4XE on the showroom floor. Yeah. I didn't see it outside. I didn't see it anywhere because you're not going to go into a Jeep dealership and, you know, grunting the Tim Allen uh, signature grunt saying, uh -huh. but where's the electric one? Because <laughs> no. I, I want to do 20 miles, you know, before I have to start the, the regular engine back up. It's, I just don't, it's not time yet. I understand it's why not. you have to do it's it. Time. It's not time yet. No, it, it's not. If, if we had, it's, it's like, you know, let's put out 60 billion cars and not have a mile of roadway. It, it's, that's essentially what they're doing. They're putting the cart in front of the horse. And, and it's, it's just ridiculous because they're doing it with this whole, it's like, politics. look at us and how green we are. And, and uh -huh. aren't we just the, the most eco-friendly company that there is? And it's just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of yep. the messages. I'm sick of the, the look at us and how, and how, you know, please don't be offended by anything that we're doing or saying type of stuff. And it's just, oh, please I'm, God, uh, don't be offended. I am so fed up with it. So this, this video yeah. is just a cherry on the top of that. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, if they do one more, I, I swear to God, I'm buying a Toyota. <laughs> 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 uh, Toyota's in the same uh, the same uh, area there too. They all are, and uh, it's it's just a shame. It's it's uh, I will I will say I will ha hazard the guess and hazard the black backlash of saying it's un-American. This is here, here. this is just not why the way America works. It's not the way the the it's just not the way we are. We're independent. We take care of ourselves. We don't need uh, to be babied. And damn it. Why can't I sync my phone? Why can't I pair my phone while I'm driving if I want to? Damn it. 
get, get, get that automatically set up to where it just does it when you get near. Yeah, there we go. That would be that would be the way these yeah. days. That would be the Apple way. It just does it. Didn't care if you want no, to. There's got to be some uh, near field communication chips that you could uh, put in the ashtray or something like that. Probably doesn't even have an ashtray. Ash- <laughs> the, the, the so ashtray. That's where I was sitting. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm going to show this really funny thing real quick. So yeah. uh, Bill has his phone synced to, to the Jeep. Right. So then when he's driving another vehicle and I'm following in the Jeep and he tries to call me, the Jeep oh, actually no. answers the call on his phone and you can't talk because he's too close. That's great. It's That's annoying. Great. Anyway. Does Bill ever that? ask himself for advice? I mean, he, he knows yeah. he's experienced. So it's so or or or, or his it, it'll ring. His phone will ring. He's in the other vehicle. And it's somebody else calling him, and I go disconnect. Oh man, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be careful. That's <laughs> like, why, Bill. That's why you need a burner phone. You don't want to get yeah. the wrong calls where uh, Wendy you. can see. It's, just, it's crazy. Uh, Wendy's tailgating. Crazy. That's the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying, Tony, if it's connected to another vehicle and you're driving it, you're going to hear it in the Jeep Gladiator. It's just it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, hey, speaking of gladiators, uh, a 6 by 6 gladiator will be available at a Jeep dealer near you. And Why? soon, too. Why? Why? <laughs> I know. I know, right? Why? Because it's, okay, great, it's great on the trails. Because that's why. Can, because America. <laughs> that's why. I do not want to have to spot that. Just let's be clear. Uh, I don't want to see it either, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's talking about that on the trail. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> behold the Jeep Gladiator 6 by 6 It's the work of a company called N- and yes, they are a third-party company, meaning they are not necessarily the manufacturer of this vehicle, nor are they the seller of the vehicle. They are the creators. They take these gladiators and make them into this. Now, what makes this <laughs> a big deal is that unlike every other six single six-figure crazy custom Jeep build we've ever talked about here on the show, the, this Gladiator 6x6 will actually be sold at authorized Jeep dealers around the nation. Wow. And pretty soon, too. The Gladiator's big sell is its extra axle, of course, making it a 6x6, and a new 8-foot bed. Oh, good. You can probably lay down a sheet of plywood in there. (laughs) Well. It does have permanent four-wheel drive and on-demand six-wheel drive. I'm pretty sure you can figure out how that's configured, with Fox suspension all the way throughout. The wheels are 20-inchers for that, you know, well, just it kind of goes with the scale of this thing, and (laughs) 37-inch off-road tires. Now, if you've uh, you've got a choice of three engines on this, 270 horsepower, four-cylinder turbo, which I would gotta say would have to be a little bit anemic for this thing. I'm I'm just guessing. Uh, you could step up to the 285 horsepower V6, or go with what I imagine most would opt for, which is the 375 base horsepower V6 diesel. The latter sounds most appealing given the extra mass that you're hauling around with this thing, but whoever is buying these, which by the way start at $132,000, would probably opt for no engine at all, save (laughs) some money and find somebody to drop a Hemi V8 into it. Now, wouldn't you do the same thing? Yes, that sounds like a good plan. That's just an incredible price. When you when you think it can't go higher, you know I've got a a, a sizable house. Uh, what is it? Three bedroom, uh, two and a half bath, uh, two story, and it did not cost one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. It was uh, closer to a hundred. And that's because uh, you're in Texas. I know, I know, but still, <laughs> I mean, it, people and people uh, they they were probably going to sell these things in Texas. So if if you if you had a house for very long in Texas, you're you're looking at going. Uh, why would I want to spend more for yeah. that than what I paid but for my house, even if it was 20 years I ago? I don't understand what they're going to do with this vehicle. Like, what's the purpose? 
It's great. Like I said, it's, it's great on the trails. <laughs> I mean, you you certainly would have a lot of extra traction having a whole other drive wheel producing sure. power and traction. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, you, this is a lot of extra mass. It's a whole bunch of extra unsprung weight. Uh, and then you have the extra bed and everything else. The handling on this thing has got to be a bit garbage, I, I would imagine. Um, yeah. I mean, what would you use this thing for? An eight-foot bed, you can certainly haul a lot more. Oh, I was going to say towing. Well, what about overlanding? Maybe they're going to stay on the, the nice absolutely. fire roads. And, and now with an yeah. eight-foot bed, uh, you certainly open up a lot more options as far as a camper in the back or other sort of modular overlanding-type builds. Uh, you know, you, you have, definitely have a lot more uh, room for, for hauling. Now, towing, I don't know if that would be increased or not. No, uh, because it's a V6, again, you still have right? power plant right yeah. so you know your towing ca uh, capabilities okay maybe you put a fifth wheel in there right in between the two axles maybe you put a v8 in there okay now we might be talking about the ability to do some serious towage here but again you know that's not a the way that these things are normally equipped and this thing has certainly been massaged into a a very unique custom vehicle but they are going to be available to buy at dealers, uh, meaning that they are going to produce a number of these things, not just one or two or three or in here and there, that there's going to be a fleet of these things out there. Now, they're not going to be in every dealer in every state and every town. Yeah, uh, you are likely going to be limited to Jeep dealers who are historically known for uh, big Naive. sale numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Naive, easily talked into things. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, could you, could you see could you see a Jeep dealer off of Rodeo Boulevard having one of these? Of course, sure. you know, yeah. down, yes. down uh, in Labu or something like but that. But it needs Absolutely. to be wrapped in uh, gold, uh, shiny, chromey looking stuff. You yeah, know, and then and then you got to put big, very... huge speakers and woofers. Oh yeah. Subwoofers yeah. Again, I, I, I did say starts at one hundred and thirty-two thousand. Oh, so God. once once you get into yeah. a V eight option, if somebody's willing to do that, uh, and and a ton of other you know goodies in there, it probably the price tag is going to go up. Again, this is going to be available at dealers. So any other dealer available option on a, on a Gladiator is likely going to be available still to you on this thing. It just has a longer bed and an extra axle for all intents and purposes. When oh, you break it down, that's all it is. But you're paying six figures, an extra $100,000 for yes. an extra axle and an extra, oh, what, two feet of bed, three feet of for bed? For things you can't do yeah. with, every, three, with the regular three. Jeep. So, you know, yeah. I'm thinking, maybe we're thinking about this wrong. What if okay. the second axle and the, the bed, the entire bed, is inflatable? And it really doesn't add any weight to the to the vehicle it's just That's just for looks because that way smoking tonight something's <laughs> not right <laughs> that way you could run the same engine and you wouldn't have to worry about it just you get the cool looks it's not functional but then again what if it was well, functional about, they wouldn't be making this well, to start minute. with let's, it's got an extra axle let's add rear steering to it right let's yeah. do that and have <laughs> if fun. anything needed rear steering this thing would because <laughs> this this thing i mean the gladiator's long enough can you imagine adding three feet to it oh my no. god yeah, no. I, I I don't know if they pushed the rear the, the where the rear axle normally would be forward uh, or not. Maybe, where maybe. The, center, the center line between would the, be the two smart axles is at where the rear wheel would be ordinarily. Uh, so you're sort of splitting the difference there. I don't know. There's a lot of engineering questions that I have on this, uh, especially like you know how how the the rear uh, are, are are you know tandem together. Uh, is there an intermediary shaft in there between the two pumpkins? Um, you know, God, what is the capacity of that bed? Uh, you know, it, do you have more more hauling capabilities? Uh, you know, 
is there a rear steer option? You know, will that be something in the future? I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, is it, what about fuel? Did they put an extra tank in this thing? I didn't see or hear or find anything about that either. So I, I would wow. think that with all that extra bed space that you would throw another 20 or 30 gallon tank in a there somewhere. A second tank. A uh, luxury tank would be have, good. Yeah, to have a massive, you know, thousand mile range or something like that. That would be something that would be pretty exceptional on, on a vehicle like this. But ultimately, I think what this is going to be, uh, the, the primary purpose for this uh, particular vehicle is going to be, is going to be a show rig. Oh, yeah. It's going to be for, for marketing purposes primarily. Uh, to bring attention to whatever you know, item, gear, or product that you're mm-hmm. trying to sell or service or something like that. Uh, I could see this being in the service industry as well. Uh, possibly, you know, um, somebody turning this thing into you know some kind of a service truck of some kind or another. I don't know. With the- I, I do see there being a merit for this, especially when it's done like this. We're not going over the top. We're not going super crazy. We're literally, literally just adding one axle and a couple few feet of bed. And here you go. It's on the, it's on the showroom floor. And a hundred thousand dollars. No, starting at one hundred and thirty. Starting is is. I don't see a hundred grand in labor and and skill here. I, I just, I'm sorry, I don't. Now that being said, virtually every other six wheel Jeep that we've ever seen on the show has been a six figure Jeep. So six wheels, six figures, I guess it just kind of, you're playing in that field. So that's okay. that's what the price well, tag is. The, the first one did it, and they said, hey, look, that guy got 100000 for that Jeep. Let's build one and, and up it like another twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Well, you know, I'm thinking the main thing, the main use, because you can't, you can't tow with this thing, because that would be my first thing to think of is would be towing yeah. capabilities. But you can't really do that without a better uh, power plant in it. So this thing is obviously for pole dancing. Because you could get two poles and two girls on the back of this thing. That bed is big enough. I'm telling you, you might Only have Florida. Put, here it comes. Only. Only in this <laughs> well, hey, spring break. <laughs> go topless is coming up. So uh, that's it. <laughs> any you know, there, any beach event. <laughs> you know, I, I, I with Jeep on the verge of releasing a six-figure Jeep from the production factory. We're right. talking about yeah. Grand Wagoneer. Um, six wheels. You know, it's not it, no, but six figures. But well, see, six figures, they're so. they're losing it. They need to make it six wheels. If it's a hundred thousand dollars, it needs to have six <laughs> wheels. <laughs> so I mean, is the price tag unreasonable for other Jeeps in the lineup? Well, not yes. necessarily. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is for what you're getting. Uh, but you know, Jeep is offering you know vehicles that are starting in excess of seventy five thousand dollars, and some that are that re- that breach that six figure mark. So. It's not necessarily, you know, too far of a stretch to then see six figures on this. Do I do I agree with the price tag? Absolutely not. Uh, but again, we're you know we're in the age of inflation, and, and cars don't cost a nickel anymore. So here we are. Because we hear the Jeep talk show, we're cheap. <laughs> God, are we ever? Isers extraordinaire. Forty yes. forty five thousand dollars for a gladiator? Are you freaking kidding me? And then, of course, when I do the math, it's like, oh, okay, it's what I paid for oh, the yeah. gladiator. Okay, I mean, yeah. what I paid okay. for the Cherokee twenty you know, twenty three years ago. So, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we do encourage you to let us know what you have to say. You make sure to to do that. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast.
Oh, we've got something for everybody at the 4x4 Radio Network, too. Uh, on the trails there, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast, lots of great off-road shows. They're not all Jeep stuff, either. So if you got somebody who's into uh, something else other than Jeeps, well, we got something for them, too. It's all for free. It's all in one spot. It's at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we have a how-to for those who have stuck doors that stuck, not suck doors, but stuck doors. <laughs> well, if they are stuck, they probably would suck. So They would suck. <laughs> that could be the reason why there's too much vacuum. That's why they're stuck. They're, they're sucking onto the side of the Jeep. <laughs> oh, I love it. What? Where's the noob? Noob. 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 Hey, noobie. Noobie. Noob. Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, I wanted to share a fun run we did a few weeks back. Now, Larry from Jeep and Mo and a member of the Zoom people each week was in Southern California and reached out to see if we could do a run. Now, Larry had never been to our Southern California mountains and certainly not on these two black diamond trails. Well, you don't have to ask me twice. Mike Zen, also from the Zoom people and in Southern California, arranged to pick Larry up and brought him up to Big Bear. Now, there were four Jeeps in all, ours, Mike's, Don Alexander, and another JTS listener, Scott and Becky. We started on Gold Mountain and proceeded to Little John Bull and Big John Bull. Now, I remember Larry's comments on the scene. (laughs) What's that? I'm just diving right in. You're just going to feed them to the sharks. You've never been here before, but uh, all right, to John Bull we go. Well, Wendy (laughs) said, well, welcome. Now, get the hell over on that that black diamond trail. Let's see what you're made out of. Oh, you got to, you know, throw it out there and see what sticks, right? So I, I remember Larry's comments on the scenery. Tony, and you remember the view from oh, atop Gold Mountain. Yes. Larry was amazed at the beauty and all the views. There was even snow still on Mount St. Gorgonio, the highest peak in Southern California, at about 11,500 feet. Larry was shooting video and posted on his channel, Jeep and Mo. So if you want to check out the footage, look for it there. He did a great job of capturing the day and the obstacles, and he had a huge smile from ear to ear. So after Gold Mountain, we made our way to Little John Bull. I haven't talked much about this trail because we tend to focus on the Black Diamond trails, but this trail is no slouch. It's sort of a warm-up to Big John Bull, full of challenging obstacles with some steep declines and off-camber climbing that get you ready for the bigger obstacles and challenges ahead. Now, traveling through the area, Larry commented that in Missouri, they mostly wheel in mud. Well, you know how I feel about mud. I hate it and the harsh cleanup afterwards. Lucky for us, the snow had mostly melted and there were very little mud holes and we were able to go around them and stay dry. Larry said that they don't have these kind of rocks to wheel over and the entire experience was awesome. Now, once at the gatekeeper at John Bull, the fun began. We approached the gatekeeper and just wheeled on up. No issues. And I love when there's other off-roaders that watch us go through a difficult obstacle. We hardly say a word. It's like a silent choreographed routine with hand signals and everybody gets through with ease. Their faces show their expression in almost disbelief we could get through the first time without any yelling or any body damage. It's priceless. Now, Becky was wheeling with us, and she's in her new setup rig and did a flawless job navigating and learning to pick her lines. And I'm still amazed that Mike can get through John Bull with a clutch. I told him he needs to save for the center force clutch. It would be life-changing yes. for his wheeling. That yes. poor guy. Absolutely. Now, John Bull offers quite a few challenges with rocks, slippery surfaces, and lines you need to pick correctly, or you end up with scrapes and dents or getting hung up on rocks. We also had lunch at a spot on John Bull that offers views of the desert below. If you look closely, you can see the mountains where King of the Hammers is held. You kind of need to know where you're looking 
but we know where it is. Now, the day continued with lots of fun and surprisingly, not a lot of other Jeepers on the trail. It was the Saturday before Easter and I was shocked there weren't more people out. Better for us, we didn't get stuck behind someone and we also didn't have anyone behind us either. Now, Larry was a great passenger and we had a whole lot of fun. Getting to know one of our listeners and sharing our beautiful trails is all part of the journey. So, Larry, anytime you want to visit us again, let me know and we'll get out on the trails. There are some incredible trails in the desert and several other trails up here in Big Bear that you still need to explore. So, I have an idea that rattled around my head a bit. Now, I want to see what you guys think and also to hear from our listeners. We discussed in a previous episode in the bonus section of the show, you know, the part of the show you get when you download the app. Anyway, there was discussion about all the hosts convening in a central place and possibly wheeling together with some of the listeners. Well, what if the listeners came to us in each of our areas and wheeled with us? Oh, the listener would earn, yeah, the, the, the listener could earn a badge of honor type JTS sticker specific to that region that you earned for wheeling with one of the hosts. I mean, between me and Big Bear and Deserts, Josh up in Oregon, Tammy in Colorado and Moab, and Tony with his new Gladiator in Texas, there would be lots of opportunities to earn badges and stickers. It's an idea for now, but what do you think? Would you wheel with one of us in areas like that? If you think it'd be good or a bad idea, let us know. Call in an email. And Larry, if we do get a sticker made, you'll be the first one to get one from my area. So guys, have you wheeled with a listener before? And if so, what'd you like about it? Well, I, I told a story, I think it was on that episode uh, during that uh, mm-hmm. that bonus segment there that I, I told the story about how years ago, and, and this was, God, I don't know how many years ago, but it was a while back, I organized a run through the show uh, here oh. up in the Tillamook State Forest, uh, the Browns Camp uh, oh, wheeling yeah. area. There are two trails that are on the Jeep Badge of Honor list, if you will, if that means anything to you. Um, and uh, even though, I mean, I, I, I don't really care about all that, but uh, they're there nonetheless. Um, really promoted it for a good month or so, at least a couple of weeks or more. Uh, and uh, when it came time for the run to happen, I showed up and nobody else did. So, I couldn't believe that. Like, I, I, I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer. This, this was many years ago. I think we had probably four listeners back then, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> but that was after that was after we rubbed two listeners together. We got the four. So, <laughs> so I think what 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 you need, Josh, is you need a draw, and your your story in uh, this week in Jeep is exactly what you need. You need to get that six wheeled Jeep to get the people oh, out there. No. <laughs> <laughs> to come see it and then and of course put, All I need put is the a ten thousand dollar a month car payment is what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. I was just gonna say <laughs> put the put the pole dancers on there and you got yourself oh, a, a large group say. gathering. So yes. Hey uh, Wendy, I can't help but think, you know, with I didn't know about little John Bull with uh yeah. John Bull and little John Bull, you got a lot of bull up there on uh, Gold Mountain. <laughs> I've been hanging on to that one since you said it. So Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> no, but you know, all that being said, Wendy, I I like that idea. Yeah, it's and, a good idea. Now that the show, now that the show has uh, certainly gotten, uh, um, you know, we've been around a lot longer. We've got a lot more listeners sure. out there. Our our reach has certainly extended. Uh, this this would be something that I'm w- definitely willing to try uh, again, uh, if you will. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm fully. Well, on don't board embarrass with. us this time, Josh. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, okay, I will put on pants this time. I promise. Okay. Well, you that see, that was the draw. That okay. was that was some people okay. that were were interested, but they were a little a little scared. 
when, well, I, it, when, it, I, when I threatened I was going to show up in Speedos, I think that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, that was it. They said, well, <laughs> we'll God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of interesting for this because we, we put the run together because Larry was in town and we thought, hey, let's do this. Well, Mike is a listener and yeah. we wanted an additional Jeep there because you don't do these kind of, you know, trails oh, with yeah. just two Jeeps. Right. If you can do three or more, that's better. Right. So I invited Scott and Becky because she just got her Jeep out of the shop from getting everything lifted and new tires and axles. Oh and God, was this their, was in. this their shakedown run? Yeah, I think she had done something oh, maybe my. the week before a little bit, but oh, this was okay. definitely, okay. yeah, for her, she's a, she's a newer driver, but she's got lots of experience and boy, she's picking her line good and she's really learning. So I thought, why not bring her? This is a great obstacle for that. And then Don Alexander said, well, I'll come. So it was awesome. I mean, nice. we had all these. It was just really, really fun. But I group. thought, yeah. yeah, but what a neat idea. If someone, one of our listeners is coming into a town or one of our areas and they want a Jeep. Yeah, but you had an um, all-star lineup. I don't I have anything like that out here. So, Tony's, got, where? Tony's SOL down in I Texas. Know, I mean, come I on. <laughs> I'd have to go to uh, probably uh, Hidden Falls. Uh, Hidden Falls is where... Uh, where I'd probably go. Uh, well, that, it'd still be a good experience. And, and, and I have, I, I have yeah. actually, and I know nobody's going to believe this, but I actually have wheeled with a lister. Well, the first and only time I've been to Hidden Falls, uh, I met, I believe the gentleman's it name was, was Sean. Mom, but, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, believe, I believe the gentleman's name was, uh, was Sean, and he helped me work on the Jeep <laughs> yeah. because it overheated, and uh, I only right. got about an hour's worth of actual off-road time in the park. And uh, I've really been looking forward to going back there uh to uh to hidden falls and there's several several places in central texas that are just gorgeous they don't have the size boulders that you were uh, talking about up on gold mountain but it's similar yeah. to that so and it has its own texas charm uh and right. and uh, beauty so yeah and that's within i think four uh four hours of uh of where i live so uh, well, I, I just think it might be an interesting idea and we could even talk about it. They get it, maybe a sticker for doing something with each of us. And then maybe there's because they've collected all four. There's another one. I don't know. We could do it. And we have to yeah. decide, too. You get, can you you get all a, four, then you get shot out of a cannon, you know, or something. Let me punch your card. Thing, okay. Get, the other get thing, in the too, tube. Is, is do we limit it you, that you can't be a rat bastard to do it? I mean, like we sort oh, of say, no, hey, no, no, no. I, I'd say, I'd say it's open to anybody. But it, anybody. I mean, hell, you if you get to the point of where you've wheeled with all four of us, yeah, uh, I, I think that they they deserve a a, a year's membership or something there like you that. Go. You need a, a year's membership with a therapist near you. So this is exactly <laughs> that's what you'll need afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> No, anyway. no, no. I, I don't. Uh, I mean, we give people a hard time about not being paid subscribers, but you know, we're not doing anything here to keep people from uh, listening to the show or or limiting no. what they can can and can't do. Yeah. It's all the the goodness of their heart and uh, getting pissed off when they're being called you know rat bastards for not being a paid <laughs> subscriber. <laughs> it's all part of the so, value add that we provide. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, we'll have to get your wife enlisted to do some more artwork and create some stickers for us, huh? Absolutely. Cool. Well, do you have a topic or subject for Newbie Nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. For more info, check out my YouTube channel at Jeep4-1-1 with more tips, tricks, and techniques. Great segment as usual, Wendy. Thank you very much for that. Christmas is my favorite time of year. How dare you? <laughs> Not even July. So they were bitching about this in uh, Facebook chat last week. <laughs> So. God. <laughs> and that's likely going to be stuck in my head for like the next 72 hours. You that's bastard. right. Well, you're welcome. 
You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go. You can only hear you. Uh oh. So you're actually getting the best part of the show, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or oh, whoever the spokesperson was. Sure. We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? Hello, Jeep Talk Show. This is Greg. I want to give a big shout out to, uh, to Chris. Chris and I are both, uh, frequent, uh, members of the Zoom room on Thursday nights. I recognize and, uh, that. Voice. Chris and I found out that we lived fairly close to one another within about 20 minutes or so. And, uh, Chris caught wind that, uh, I was struggling on a product that I was working on this with an electrical issue. And he volunteered to come over and help me out. And, uh, what it is is I was doing a, a project for my sister-in-law who's, uh, my husband passed away a couple of years ago, and he had his old truck that he just loved to drive, and, well, the truck just sits there for the last several years since he passed, and uh, no one's able to work on it. So I brought it up to my place and started working on it, and as I was doing so, I ended up getting a no-start, no-crank issue. And uh, so Chris volunteered to come over this past weekend and uh, uh, and figure it out, and when he came over, we uh, he spent the better part of four hours under the hood. Wow. And, inside the cab and underneath the truck, uh, pulling on different wiring harnesses and unplugging different things, trying to troubleshoot it. But we did finally figure it out what it was, and uh, the next day I was able to get the deep, or excuse me, the truck back up and running again, and uh, eventually I'll be able to give it back to my sister-in-law, and, uh, nice. and I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for her to have that back, uh, knowing it'll give her a little bit of memory of her husband there. That's but uh, nice. the, the neat, really the neat part about this is, is that uh, I couldn't have done it without Chris. I don't know real good about electrical stuff on on vehicles, and he came over and I uh, was able to teach me a couple things, and and uh, we got it figured out. But also, we couldn't have done it without the G Talk Show because that's the means in which we were able to meet each other in the Zoom room there. So, thank you again, Chris, for all you did for us, uh, for me and my sister-in-law, and I really appreciate that. And thanks for the G Talk Show for uh, for doing the Zoom room. It's a lot of fun, and uh, well, it also helps fix vehicles. Have a good evening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. If you guys want to know what the electrical problem was, I do. You have to join us in the Zoom room. I'll be happy to <laughs> oh. share it with you in there. That's going to be a Zoom Dang room it. exclusive. So, uh, come on in and join us. Have some fun. So that, that means the hosts aren't going to find out because we're in it for the right. Zoom room until uh, yeah, at the end uh, of the show. He's going to have to email us and tell us what happened. I'm going to lose sleep over this, dang it. Darn it. No, really great voicemail, Greg and uh, oh. and Chris. Wow, dude. The yeah. guy comes Wait. and uh, puts on his cape and, and saves the day. That is just awesome stuff. I love hearing this kind of stuff. So, And the fact that, that this really did kind of come together and was facilitated more or less because of the show. I mean, nothing that we did specifically, really. Uh, just, you know, two people who, that you doesn't, know, that doesn't keep us from taking credit though at, at all. No, it's all about us. No, but, uh, super cool story. I, I gave me the, the warm fuzzies. So that, is, that is really awesome. And, and the fact that two listeners were able to, you know, kind of connect and, and found out they're close to each other, help each other out. No, it's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, and I feel bad about interrupting the Zoom room with our show. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's good to hear that they can they can muddle through. You know, even with with us in the background. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? 
Geek Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. Yeah. you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. Calling all rat bastards, and if you don't know, rat bastard is somebody that listens to the Jeep Talk Show for free. We've <gasps> lost listeners over this stance that we have of requiring you to <laughs> to requiring to, to be. If you don't want to be called names, you have to be a paid oh. subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the it's the the little podcast that loves you. So uh, oh, there there was something that happened recently, and I think this has happened uh, once or twice in the past. But and, and I've spoke about it then, but it happened recently. So I, I wanted to remind everybody, especially for our new paid subscribers. We don't have any kind of fancy budget to, to software develop things or, or whatever. We just use the free tools that are out there. And That's why the uh, app looks like the way it does, people. Come yes. On. <laughs> so if you go and subscribe, maybe you subscribed at twenty five dollars a, a a year, and you weren't going to get a uh, no longer a rat bastard Jeep honor badge. And then you go, oh, I want one of those. And then you subscribe for the thirty nine ninety five or the one hundred dollars. Yes, we have a one hundred dollars subscription, and people use it. Believe it or not, uh, I'm always surprised. Uh, and you go, oh, I want, I want to upgrade my my subscription. I started to say prescription, which would also be uh, correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the and you, and you rightly think that okay, the the all the mechanism, all the funny fancy stuff that is out there for Amazon and everybody else is going to, I have this subscription, so it's going to upgrade me to this one, and I'm not going to have two. Well, you would be so wrong, <laughs> because now you're going to have Oops. two paid subscriptions, oh, uh, no. one at $25, and then one at, like, say, the thirty nine ninety five. So, unfortunately, because we don't have a lot of money and don't have the skills to do it ourselves, you're going to have to go over to PayPal and cancel one of the two. And this is a, this also is the time that I remind you guys that whenever you subscribe at PayPal, by default, it is a endless, a bottomless subscription. Every year, it's going to resubscribe. Or if it was monthly, it would be every month or whatever. But these are annual subscriptions. So every year, it's going to resubscribe, basically taking money out of your PayPal account to pay for the... the and I don't see a problem with this. I think that you should <laughs> pay the show for the rest of your life. You don't. <laughs> but what I did was I limited it to one sub- resubscription. So in a year, it's going to resubscribe. Now, if you subscribe at the $25 level and then later, a few months later, Later, you subscribed at the thirty-nine ninety-five level, and then you get a renewal for the twenty-five, and then a few months later, you get a renewal for the forty, and you go, "What the hell? I'm being I'm being soaked here." No, it's yeah. it's just that it's an automatic renewal. We we do limit it to one automatic renewal because I don't want to bilk you. You know, you're you're dead, and you have the money in your account, and your widow is trying to figure out why this is going to the Jeep talk show for ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll honor your memory by k- taking your money though. But anyway, I just want to make sure that you guys understand that when you subscribe and you're a paid subscriber to PayPal uh, to to the show, it's going to renew after a year. And if you uh, subscribe twice, it's going to renew twice. So just go in and cancel the one of the, one of the subscriptions. If we ever get the situation where we can afford to actually put a 
uh, an actual system together to handle all that, we'll certainly do it. But until then, I'm just going to have to come on here and, and beg your forgiveness and tell you what you need to do to, you know, keep from uh, spending still not enough money for all the value that you get here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I went in a different direction. You had like a, <laughs> had like a rich uncle who died and left us everything. You know, oh, and give everything to the Jeep Talk Show. I mean, right. it, it, if they can do that for pets, I mean, right. for the yeah, right, for it, the right it, amount of money, I could be petted. So it's it's fine with me. Well, <laughs> there's a line in the sand. But let's just say that. that well, yeah, uh, of course they would have to stand back a certain distance, so there would definitely I mean, be a line in the sand. Social distancing and all, of course, uh. right? <laughs> but. No, I mean, uh, you know, the stranger things have happened. So, uh, yeah, you know, talk talk to grandma or, uh, you know, that, that uncle you haven't seen in a while and uh, let him know about the show. First get uh, power of attorney and then. Uh, <laughs> then, yes. <laughs> then we could talk. <laughs> There's but, an but order if, of operations here that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, but if, you, if you've become a paid subscriber, we certainly appreciate it. And as always, you can continue to call yourself a rat bastard. We don't mind. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, thank God, Wendy, you're back. You cannot leave Josh and Tony unsupervised anymore. Uh, I won't get into all the things they said, but uh, let's just say it made my ear holes hurt. And I enjoyed the interview last week with uh, Monica with her uh Soft armor. I, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. I'm Meek sorry, but it's magnets. basically a big magnet you put on the side of your Jeep to protect the paint and from uh, and the body from body damage. But there is a cheaper and easier way to achieve the same effect. Here it comes. Uh, every time you buy something from Rock Auto, they send you a little refrigerator magnet, <laughs> yeah. and you just stick that on the side of your Jeep. And when you own an XJ, in a matter of two weeks, you'll have enough magnets to totally cover your Jeep. He is so But right. that's not why I'm calling. Uh-uh. I'm calling to tell you that. Wendy finally told me, Wendy, my wife, not Wendy, the co-host, finally told me I have to stop acting like a flamingo. Yeah, I had to put my foot down. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. And you have a good one. Bye. Am I the only one that laughs at these things? <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> Almost every time she did, she did appreciate him standing out in the front yard uh, consistently and not coming in the house. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) thank you, Nikki G. (laughs) Pink bodysuit was a little much, though. I'm just saying. (laughs) All right, so uh, it's back to the gladiator. Are you guys sick of the gladiator talk? You can't answer, Josh. (laughs) No, I think it's exciting. (laughs) So you know, it, it is true. Whenever you have a vehicle, you notice it more. Whenever you you see him out on the road, when I was driving home today, I saw three or four other gladiators, and all of those bastards had it lifted. There was one guy with a rack and a roof mounted tent on the back oh of it. Yeah, yeah. So Erickson, this is how it starts, Tony. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I'm a jeeper. I, I notice jeeps. I, I notice all jeeps, even the 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 little okay, in, in the the ones that I don't normally consider jeeps. I, I notice those out there as well. And it was just really strange. I saw a lot of gladiators today. And the biggest question I have on my mind is why do some of them say jeep on the tailgate and some of them say gladiator? Nice wide. It says gladiator across the whole back of it. I had not noticed there was a difference. Now you're you're, you're going to have me looking for that. You're going to have me actually looking. You're going to have to Google it. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it's got to be a trim. It's got to be a trim level thing. I'm guessing you know maybe. only the Rubicons have this, and and all the other ones have that. You know, I think that would probably be how it is, or something along those lines. With the Rubicon, I would expect it to say something like uh, "Nice Jeep, Peasant." You know, kind of like the uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the peasant. the Range Rovers, the Land Rovers do. <laughs> You so. just gotta jump. Up, you can move the letters around, and it spells it. You just don't know that <laughs> trick yet. Yeah. No, that's a, that's interesting take on things, though. But uh, but yeah, I I know what you're saying. When when you drive something, all of a sudden you notice like, oh hey, there's another one of these things that I happen to be in at this point in time. Right. So, none of them yeah. were red though, so I had it up on them there because uh, that none of them uh, were uh, you know nice bright shiny jeeps, and uh, of course none of them had new tags on them either, like mine did. So uh, I got uh, I got the Jeep Gladiators today. I uh, headed over to uh, South Fork uh, Chrysler. You know, uh, it's funny because Deadpool told me how it works. It's actually in alphabetical order. So it's like uh, Chrysler, Dodge, something, Jeep, Fiona, or something. Anyway, uh, it's uh, there in Manville, Texas, and I highly recommend if you're going to buy a Jeep, even if you got to travel to do it, uh, if you're ready to buy. Head over to uh, South Fork and uh, uh, visit Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool Gambino, and uh, I actually dealt with uh, Chris, who's the the owner of the the uh, the dealership, uh, Ben, who's the general manager, and uh, Deadpool, and that is that is his name. Uh, the the finance lady was even talking. I was talk, I was laughing, I should say, about it when I said, "Yeah, I've been been working with Deadpool," and that's his real name. She started laughing because you know she works there. She knows. But uh, she couldn't believe it either. So uh, go over there and check out. Do you know, I don't know if, if I shared this with you guys. I'm talking to the host now, Josh, Wendy. I don't know if I shared it with you. Did you know that uh, Deadpool bought me a cake? I what? saw I, you post I, that. I guess actually, technically, no. he bought us a cake because it said the Jeep Talk Show where's on the cake. Where's my piece, damn Wait, it? Wait, where's my piece? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I like cake. Uh, Wendy, uh, you're, you're, I'll save you a piece. Josh, your piece is right here. <laughs> so uh that was really nice and and did you guys see the the he actually laminated the window sticker and put a jeep yeah. talk show sticker yes, there i saw that, that, that a picture really of him cool. and the deadpool outfit on the bike yeah, and uh, oh really my cute. god it was yeah. it, it was great I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going steady now so it was <laughs> it was it was really too much <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was really it was a lot of fun being there. I was there from about one o'clock until uh, probably a little after five. So I was there a good solid four hours. Uh, but it was a lot of fun uh, interacting with everybody there, and uh, certainly the 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 creme de la creme, if you will, cherry on top, mm-hmm. was uh, yeah. actually getting the uh, the gladiator and driving it home. And yeah. uh, boy, you know, when you forget your, your easy tag, the thing that you, you go through the toll roads and stuff, when you forget oh. it in a bag in the back seat of your Gladiator and oh. you're not used to the steering, it's it's yeah. really a good idea to have a light touch on that steering wheel when you're trying to reach behind you <laughs> and get that sticker at 70 miles an hour. I didn't crash. I didn't sideswipe anybody. So, But man, the steering is just so tight on there and the brakes. I think they've got uh, dual calipers. Uh, is it dual? No, dual pistons. On the, yeah, the rear calipers, uh, and of course, it's disc brakes all the way around. Uh, with the yeah. tow package on it, they definitely want you to be able to stop the uh, the thing. And good lord, it does stop. Uh, I, I really that was probably the biggest learning curve was uh, uh, not hit, hitting the brakes too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony, I, I think with the the experience that you had with the um, uh, the dealership kind of going above and beyond, uh, I, 
this, I mean, certainly worth a review on their Facebook page or their website. Uh, I know you've got a contact at a local news station. It might be worth even, you know, reaching out to them to talk about, you know, hey, would you be interested in, in a, you know, local story about, you know, a yeah, local dealer experience that I had with them? Uh, because they, you know, this is who I am and, and they went out of the way and there's all these other things involved. And I, I think that there's some merit to kind of, you know, pursuing this a little bit. Uh, th this was a, you know, a whole process. There's a lot, you know, that went into it. It's not just buying a vehicle. Um, and, and, and it you never know, will because, be. It's, it's such a personal yeah. thing whenever you do oh, something sure. like well, this. And you're working over 40 some odd grand yeah, too. So yeah. I mean, there's that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, so I don't, I don't know, man, I, this, this might be worth, uh, you know, exploring as, as to getting the story out there a little bit more about sure, this, sure. but what we certainly with as much you know, calories as we've burnt here on the show, just talking about it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but, but what we certainly can do is to continue doing what we have been doing is make sure you guys know about it, uh, our listeners, and, and we do have a sizable audience. So I want to make sure that, uh, uh, you guys are aware of it. And I, I certainly think that if you're ready to buy, it's not, it would be worth your time just to make the drive down or hell i know i've known people to fly across the country to buy a a, a jeep comanche just to drive it back home uh hell yeah. you could do the same thing here so uh, i highly recommend uh, you check out uh south fork uh i'm just gonna say south fork jeep because i don't remember all those other things i should write it down like a professional type deal but yeah, go over there and uh, certainly uh, get with Deadpool, and uh, you make it a cake. But remember, sometimes the cake is a lie. So it's not 100%. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did say that uh, this is not something he just did for me, that this is something he tries to do for everybody. He says, of course, if you... Wow. It, yeah, yeah. If you get there, like, uh, you know, you're ready to buy, and, you know, you, you just come in and see him and say, hey, I want this, he may not have time to actually go get the cake. But he'll he stops what he's doing and goes and gets the cake, gets the... the I think he probably sits in his Jeep and writes the... You guys saw the, the handwriting on there. I don't think that was done professionally. <laughs> As he's going through the toll booth. Yeah. yeah. I, I he's, it. he's squirting that stuff while he's driving. Yeah. And, he's and like, I'm, I'm hoping to dear God it was icing because yeah. it, it tasted good. So uh, so anyway, it was uh, it was certainly nice. Uh, and I, of course, I had to tell him about the time that uh, uh, a, a neighbor and I came to, uh, to words and near blows. That's why you, you were that? there for... Four hours is because you were telling stories. That's right. Time. Yeah, I told him. I said, "Yeah, last time somebody got me a cake, I threatened to beat their ass." <laughs> the process normally takes about thirty-five minutes, but with Tony, it was four with Tony, hours. Well, four and a half hours. Deadpool's <laughs> a fighter, so he got the ring set up, and we went around yeah. for a few rounds. You know, <laughs> five hundred dollars off the Jeep. You know, or five hundred more is, is what it was going. Anyway, yeah, you, you, so, shared, you shared a picture of, of him holding up that uh, you know the the laminated yeah. uh, you know the window sticker and you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he seems like a character. I oh, mean, he is. You know, or, yeah. Ordinarily, you can, you know, I don't like to judge a book by its cover, but there's just uh, some people they just exude character, mm -hmm. and and he is certainly one of those kind of people, individuals who exude character, and, and somebody who I, I'm sure that I would have a blast talking to about absolutely nothing. Oh, and, and in passing, we were walking back in from the from the Gladiator back into the dealership, and just in passing, he says, "Yeah, I bought another Desert Eagle." <laughs> <laughs> so he's, so oh he's got God. he's got at least three. Well, he knew his audience. He knew his audience. So no, that's that's great. I said, that's great. oh man, I said that is such a sexy gun, but such a waste. It's just not not a great gun, but they look great. I, I told him I wanted one for years. But anyway, uh, I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. So speaking of Deadpool, I, I did speak with him uh, while he was uh, getting the UConnect uh, service set up. Something called Elo. I'm hoping I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. 
and of course a, a year's worth of Sirius XM satellite all set up on the uh, the what is now a very integral piece of the the Jeep electronics, which is the uh, the radio. <laughs> I mean, it does a lot more than that. It's uh, like a computer system uh, that uh, handles a lot of things. It's very impressive and scares the hell out of me whenever it, it, the thought of it breaking. So anyway, here's a a quick little interview that uh, Deadpool and I did while we were sitting in my Jeep Gladiator. You notice that after I got it, it's no longer the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. It's my Gladiator yeah. is what I'm saying now. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's see where, what he had to say. All right, boys and girls, we're here in a brand new 2021 Jeep Gladiator. I'm here with Deadpool, also no, known by as Gambino. You know, I got a lot of uh, good comments about your, your last name, too, about you know, am I going to be in trouble if I don't actually buy this with the Gambino family? Oh, definitely. We're going to come look for you. <laughs> We're going to make sure we have our baseball and glove in the vehicle as well. So we don't do, you, do you wrap it with, uh, not aluminum foil, do you wrap it with uh, bob wire like uh, they did on uh, Walking Dead? No, I am not Negan, but I will wrap it with tennis racket wrapping because I don't like He doesn't want to get a hand. blister. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh <laughs> here just just got here uh got to meet uh, ben who i've been working with uh, chris uh one of the owners of the uh, the dealership came out here to say hello while i was sitting in the jeep trying to figure out how to turn the air conditioner on uh, uh deadpool is sitting here uh quickly typing stuff on a uh a pad because apparently 23 years ago there was paper that i would sign and 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 you know oh, agree to things uh, firstborn yeah. and all that stuff apparently it's it's nice they have a tablet now Oh, no, this is just to get your radio activated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, is there, is there paper inside? Oh, definitely. We kill a lot of trees around here. <laughs> All right, good. I'm, things haven't changed drastically. And they did. No, no. Tell me, what is it that you're doing with the radio? Is it in lock, lockdown mode, or uh, is it the features you're turning on, or what? Right now, I'm activating the Uconnect services and the Sirius Radio to you. Uh, which you'll get a year subscription with the premium uh, audio group as well as your Uconnect. So up here you'll see the assist button. It's similar to like an OnStar SOS. So I'm just getting everything uh, up to date and in your name. So that way once you drive the vehicle home today, everything will be good to go and you don't have to have me chasing you down. Hey, I forgot to install this or upload this or show you this app. We're going to go ahead and get that done while you're waiting for finance. So you told me something, uh, switching gears, you told me something really interesting when we first walked out here and opened the doors uh, of the 2021 Gladiator. The, I should say the Jeep Talk Show read oh, 2021 Gladiator. You told me something interesting about the, <laughs> One last uh, the Gladiator about uh, not floor plan, floor plans, the floor mats. The floor mats. Yeah, so just the Jeeps in general on the JL, if you look up front, if you did not get the um, what is that? They call them the slush mats from the factory. Um, and, and these are form-fitting uh, in, in the oh, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. They're laser uh, scanned. They're, they're perfect. Mopar knocked them out of the park when they did it. But if you look on the passenger and driver side floorboard, there's a little oval-shaped piece of carpet that you kind of have to rip out to gain access to this grommet that goes inside your floorboard. And they do that so if you don't have the rubber slush mats, you don't have a nice piece of uh, carpet pulled out. But when you do install the rubber ones, you're supposed to remove that piece of carpet, take the grommet out of the floorboard, and install them into your Mopar floor mats. 
So basically, if you get in your Jeep and your your Jeep is, uh, your feet are muddy and uh, nasty, or maybe you do a water crossing, and you get uh, the, inside this form-fitting map, it hold, uh, 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 mat, it holds the water. You can pull up the plug in the mat, and it also pulls up the plug in the or it allows, gives you access to the floor plug, so you can drain it straight out of the Jeep, not on your carpet, out of the, the Mopar um, uh, floor mats. The floor mats themselves have a uh, an extension that. That goes through uh, the floorboard of the vehicle so that way you don't have to worry about any water getting in between the floor mat and the carpet as long as it's just something spilled on top. You know, I was, uh, Josh has, has reported on uh, the JLs, you know, since before they came out, and I was really impressed with the engineering of these Jeeps. And I, I have, I've just been blown away. The Gladiator course is a, a JL like on steroids because of the truck component in the back. Uh, so the design, they have really done a really good with the, the design on this. And uh, with the, the French connection, I was really surprised. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to hold you up to uh, doing too much of this because we want to get on the road. Oh, no, there's a flatbed here. He's uh, here's here to repo my vehicle already. I told you I sold it. <laughs> you get out of here while you're still in the driver's seat. Is that Spider-Man? It said Spider-Man. So it was. Uh, this guy's I, gangster. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's hilarious. So I, I know. I know it's very uh, a very minuscule thing. But can you imagine engineering a floor mat so that whenever you pull the plug in the floor mat, it makes a seal through the bottom of the Jeep through the plug that's in there, so that you don't get water uh, and mud uh, soaking out of the the floor mat onto the carpet and then through the hole. I mean that that's the type of engineering we're dealing with these days. And 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 my god, I've got something similar to OnStar in this Jeep. It's, it's an SOS button. You press it and somebody's going to without your not even with your phone. It's it's tied in, you know, to the World Wide Web and you press that button and you're talking to somebody. They they're going to help you, I guess. I don't know. So, it's it's just a weird weird feeling being in a Jeep, especially whenever the, the, the you know, Jeep that you had still have 23 years old and uh even the other Jeeps that are newer around here don't have anything like that where they're all TJs. So, this is the world we're living in nowadays. But then again, I, I still worry what what is the likelihood that this Gladiator is going to be fully operational in 23 years with all this detailed stuff, all these Creatured comforts, if you will. Well, I mean, like I've I've, I've always said, you know, it, it's the it's the little things. It's the attention to detail that makes all the difference. And and whether you're you know doing an install uh, of a you know high end audio system or you're just cleaning something up or replacing a part in your engine bay, uh, attention to detail and the little things make all the difference in the world. Really do. And, yeah. and you know, so it's I mean, you can apply that that sort of, you know, cliche saying to just about anything in the Jeep world and it fits like a glove. Mm. Oh, and it came with a set of gloves, a set of Jeep gloves. <laughs> of course mention. it did. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, and this is great. I'll 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 end this with uh, this little uh, revelation. Well, uh, when uh, my wife basically took me and dropped me off because uh, she had an appointment. She didn't uh, even stop. Uh, yeah, about to, to <laughs> like, just get just out. jump and roll. jump and roll. Tuck yeah, roll. <laughs> <laughs> tuck your head, Tony. Tuck your head. So, uh, but she had to some. She had to go back across town, and uh, but she she was there long enough to have a to walk, do a walk around, and she says she looked at the Jeep and she goes, "It looks like something's missing. It looks like something is not installed." 
and she was pointing at uh, at the uh, the not pinstripe. What do you call the the pinch seam on the the on the gladiator? Because there's holes there, and it just hang, kind of hangs down. It looks like there should be something attached to it, like you know, a rock slide. A slider, or you know, like you know, like Jeep does. The Gladiator comes yeah. with Ruby rails and stuff. So, I mean, the not the Gladiator, uh, the Rubicon model comes with the Ruby rails. So, I, I looked at that and I went, you know, that's a good point because I I have an idea for something to put there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm thinking this is a clear sign that the the wife has uh, given me to buy Jeep parts for the Gladiator. Uh-huh. So, there we go. <laughs> While I'm there, yeah, I'm going yep. to there. You go. While you're in there. While I'm in there. Josh says. <laughs> so anyway, that's the uh, that's the update. Uh, please uh, go check out South Fork uh, uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge uh, uh, Fiona, whatever the, the all all the words that are after that. They're in Manville, Texas. If you just do a search for uh, South Fork, uh, you'll uh, certainly find them. Uh, also, too, I I, I'll, I will add this: um, the 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 Jeep Talk Show uh, South Fork stickers are still available. Uh, Deadpool has been handing a lot of them out. Uh, but uh, Chris, the owner of the dealership, has been holding back uh, quite a few of them because they're going to take them to uh, Gotopolis Day and hand them out oh, there, which nice. I thought was just so nice uh, yes. of, of, of them to, to do such a thing. And it wasn't that's Chris good. that told me about it. It was actually Gabino that told me, uh, Deadpool that told me about it. So wow. uh, that's the kind of people you're, you're dealing with uh, at, at, at that dealership. So I highly recommend uh, going over there. I really enjoyed, as you can tell, I enjoyed my day there, uh, my half day that I spent there. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, uh, big hats off uh, to the uh, crayon eater that uh, Gambino keeps telling me. I think it, I believe the gentleman's name is David. I met him out at uh, the uh, Jeep Invasion uh, deal. So hats off uh, to uh, David for uh, uh, putting me in touch with uh, Deadpool. And uh, there's a there's a group here in uh, uh, West Houston, uh, West Houston Jeepers, I believe, uh, is the group on uh, Facebook. And uh, they they love South Fork as well, and I just hadn't caught that on the Facebook group. So I kind of uh, the, the kind of a backdoor thing I found out after uh, being introduced to to Chris and uh, uh, his uh, his dealership. But they they love it too. So it wasn't just me; it's a lot of people that deal with uh, South Fork, and uh, you should too. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good because I can. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! If you live in the salt belt or drive a Jeep that once did, well, chances are you have rust. For those who don't know, the salt belt refers to, well, pretty much the entire northeast quadrant of the United States who salt their roads quite heavily every winter. Salt, steel, and water just don't mix. Okay, well, maybe they do, actually, and and when left alone for any period of time, they create rust, or iron oxide if you were paying attention to chemistry. Rust eats metal. It's just what it does. And, and the buildup of iron oxide can play havoc with everything from electrical terminals to nuts and bolts and even the linkages in your doors. Old, older Jeeps that have spent any of their life in the salt belt are likely starting to see issues pop up more and more frequently nowadays, and some of them could be attributed to rust. Sometimes it's just normal wear and tear, but in the case of Noah H. from Dayton, Ohio, his 2001 Jeep Cherokee is having some problems that I think may be the result of rust. And he writes in, Hey, Jeep Talk Show, can you help me get my rear doors open? They won't lock or unlock, and neither one will open. What can I do? Well, Noah, thanks for listening and for taking the time to write into the show. Likely what has happened in your case is rust has built up on the door latch mechanism and likely all the linkages, too. 
Things are about to be welded shut for good if you don't act soon. Thankfully, the door panels on the Jeep Cherokee XJs are easy to remove even with the doors closed. You will want a Phillips screwdriver. That's going to be your primary tool here and maybe even a flat blade screwdriver too if you can't get the plugs loose. Now, after removing all the screws, you will start popping the panel loose from the bottom, working your way all around and up each side. You can use a panel popper, you can use your hands, you can use that flat-bladed screwdriver, just, you know, ease up on the pressure and, and, uh, and it will come loose, just give it a little bit of force. Once the panel is loose, it will pop upwards and outwards from the door. It won't come all the way on, out or off until you remove the electrical plug and the linkages, though. The linkages have clips on them that will release with a flip and a turn, so just use that flat blade screwdriver or your finger to pry the retainer clip up off the linkage at both the lever and the door lock button at the door. Now, once that is done, the linkage can be pulled from its spot at the door panel with the door panel out of the way. We can now get to the door latch mechanism. The mechanism itself is what latches onto the hook or stud in the door jam and what facilitates the locking and unlocking of the door. There are three linkages that come off this mechanism. One is for the lock button in the door panel, one is for the release lever in the door panel, and one is for the release button on the outside. In, in, in case of the back doors, there is no lock on the outside, so there's no linkage there. Now, grabbing both the inside door linkages, you're going to start working them back and forth with increasing force until the door pops open. This is at the point where we're going to go full chemical warfare on the rust that is binding all the mechanics of this thing from working properly. The mechanism as a whole is pretty much just a series of latches and springs. It's relatively simple when you break it down. And when things get gunked up with oxidation, road grime, and years and years of dust and door debris, well, they just stop working. So it's up to you to clean it up and get it lubed up to work all again. Now, PB Blaster is a great chemical that works well to penetrate deep into rust. I go nuts with this stuff. Using the little straw attachment, you can get into every vast little bit of connection and pivot point that there is of the entire door latch mechanism and its assembly. Now, spray the crap out of everything while working the living snot out of those linkages. The more you can move them around and the more lube you can get into the workings of it, the more crap you can flush out of it all. And that's the key to all of this. It won't take but a few sprays and maybe a few hundred pushes and pulls of the linkage before it's working like new again. Trust me, a few hundred is nothing when you can do like 10 of them in a second. Now, test out your luck by shutting the door and trying to lock it and unlock it and open it from both sides. Well, now you're also going to need to clean out all that spray lube that you just shot into your door by using some brake cleaner the same way. With that little straw attachment, spray down the mechanism and the inside of the door as well where you sprayed all that lube and clean it all out. This will also help flush more of the debris and loose rust from the nooks and crannies as the brake cleaner usually comes out with much more force than lube does. Now, compressed air is also going to help you out here, uh, but it's not necessary, uh, but it will help get things dried out faster and fl help flush out all the, you know, the stuff out, of the, out through those drain holes in the bottom. Yes, the doors actually have drain holes in them, and they're at the bottom of the door at the seam. There should be at least one at each end at the very least. Now, once everything is all cleaned up, it's time to apply the lube once more, but with more precision this time. You're not going to want to drench everything and get it all messy again. You're just going to have to clean it all back up. Now, you will note that there is a small oval window on the end of the door just above where the latch mechanism is. This is for the access to the exterior release button adjustment, and it's almost always frozen, so don't try to mess with it. Likely, you're not going to be able to adjust this without breaking it or removing, having to remove the entire mechanism from the door. 
Now that process is going to involve removing the three Torx bolts on the end of the door holding the mechanism in place and then removing the door handle from the outside of the door so that you can remove the linkage from the outside release button and the lock if it's a front door. Now this will of course on a salt belt Jeep involve breaking most of the mounting screws so be prepared with replacements and in the case of a stud well you're going to have to get creative or replace the entire thing altogether. Now, having the mechanism out on a workbench to meticulously clean and adjust as needed is a lot more work, trust me. But it comes with more risk, too, and it's usually the right way to do this job, though. But I'm going to let you decide on how far you go with this once you get in there and determine, well, is this going to be, you know, within your skill set and the tools that you have. The same method can be used for front doors, back doors, rear hatches, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, and yes, even those other Jeeps, too. Just know that too much force will bend linkages. And you are dealing with petrochemicals with nasty propellants in many cases here, so be sure to do this in a well-ventilated area. Now, if you do break something, don't worry. Virtually every nut, bolt, linkage, clip, and screw in that door can be found on various websites around the Internet. If you want less risk, see about going to a wrecking yard first and trying this out on a donor vehicle to get yourself more familiar with the procedure ahead of time. So, Billy H. of Dayton, Ohio, I hope this helps and gets you back to having all four doors working once more. What is that? Uh, you talk about uh, chemical propellants and stuff like that. Is Do we need to do the Proposition 65, require businesses to provide warnings to yeah, Californians? Yeah, it could cause cancer. <laughs> Sorry. That's in, really. Yeah, certainly cool. California for sure. I'm so sick of seeing that crap. <laughs> I don't know why I called Noah Billy there at the end. What was I thinking of? Oh, Billy. Anyways, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, everything causes cancer in the state of California. So the Jeep Talk <laughs> yes, Show probably has a Proposition 68 warning. Who knows? Yeah, because you're listening for two hours. That's it. <laughs> right. If you're lucky. It's radiation. It's dangerous. That's right. It's all, it's all in my ears. Oh, my God. I just can't imagine. I'm, I'm so lucky being down here. And I guess you are as well, uh, uh, Wendy, with being in California and not having to deal with uh, the rust so much. I, I really feel bad. Oh, I mean, I, know. I got a good friend that I, I, I worked a number of years with uh, whose uh, TJ frame literally broke on him while he was driving it. And he put it in a Jeep. Uh, I've seen it in a Jeep. He put the Jeep in a ditch. Uh, because uh, I think it was the rear part of the frame, so you know it uh, can't steer that rear uh, that rear axle. It just kind of steered nope. him off the road. So I just just so sad that uh, people lose these things. And I've seen um, uh, videos online about uh, uh, fixing the TJ frames on the rear uh, due to the rust. So oh God, I, I feel for you, man. Uh, I just I, I'm just I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, here, here. I mean, thankfully, they've only started just in the last year or two, started using salt out here in the uh, Portland metro area here in Oregon. Uh, and even then, it's only in limited areas in the most extreme of hills mm -hmm. and, and, and really bad spots that they use that. Otherwise, it's like a uh, sodium... Pinnacle. I forgot what it's no sodium. <laughs> no, it's, it's not sodium chloride. It's like a it's sodium something else. And it's it's like, I mean, it's it's similar to a salt, but it's not a salt. It doesn't affect the metal. Uh, I forgot. It doesn't the taste nearly as good is, as uh, regular salt. No, it's horrible on your chip. <laughs> it's like half salt. I, I, Again, uh, so, Proposition no, 65 warning, do not go to Oregon <laughs> right. and eat the salt on the road. <laughs> so, no, thankfully, I don't have to deal with uh, too much rust uh, up here as well. But uh, but nonetheless, oh, I mean, we do get the vehicles that come from the rust belt. Yeah. And, and so you get people who have moved, who have sold their vehicle or who have traveled through or, you know, whatever. Uh, even, I mean, we, you know, uh, uh, my proximity to the Oregon coast. 
Uh, we got people who right. you know live on the Oregon coast, and then they come into town, they sell their vehicle or trade it in or whatever, and whoever the next person who buys that trade in uh, is going to inherit a vehicle from the coast. And so that's why we always really preach about you know used vehicle inspections and all that sort of stuff. Car- Carfax so, is your friend uh, as far as where it was built and where it's been its time. Uh, where uh, it's been. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. important. Very so important. So I don't want to take you off another tangent or even screw up no. a, a future okay. uh, segment that you're going to do. But is there yeah. anything you can do, say you, you did the bad thing, you went to the beach with your Jeep because that's apparently mm-hmm. what people do, and you drove through the surf uh, because, again, that's what people do. Uh, yeah. And uh, is there anything you can do with your Jeep? I mean, really, to, to desalt it, uh, other than maybe submerging it in a uh, neighbor's uh, uh, pool, just kind of drive it in the pool chlorine pool. pool? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, if you ever do take a trip to the coast, even if it's for the day and you never make it onto the beach itself, mm-hmm. you still want to wash your vehicle thoroughly when you get back into town. And, and, and I'm not into the frame, about- too. You need to get it inside right. the frame. I'm not talking about going onto your, you know, pulling into your driveway and, and turning on the hose. I'm talking about you need to spend the money and and go through one of those car washes. Right. Uh, and don't go through one of the ones where you just sit there and your car stays in one spot. Right. And this arm m- moves around your car. That's not a car wash. That's a pressure wash, and it's not going to do anything for you. Um, a, a, a car wash actually has jets of water that, and you'll likely have to spend the extra money for the better package as it were. Uh, but we'll have jets that will spray up and un- into the undercarriage a little bit, or at least from the sides down at a lower angle to get up into like the kicker panels and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, if nothing else, do your due diligence, take a five or a $10 bill, go to the do it yourself car wash right. that has the pressure washer and really just give your car a good, or Jeep, whatever it is that you're driving uh, that came from the coast, uh, give it a good rinse. And and that alone is probably uh, by far the, the best prophylactic job that you can do to your Jeep to prevent rust from taking hold. Um, so, you know, if, whether you're wheeling out on the Jeep, whether you went to a, a run, I mean, Tony was just at a, at a, a, a big beach-related Jeep run here not all that long ago. Um, anybody from that who even just went, who just, you know, sightseeing and stuff like that, parked their Jeep up in the parking lot. They were, you know, ocean adjacent. A lot of salt in the air. A lot of salt in the air. You don't have to be in the surf for all that salt in the air. You can smell it. You know it's there to get into your paint, get into your, get into the metal on your, on your frame. And, and all it takes is once. And, and pretty soon that cancer can develop if years and years and years go by without it ever being addressed. Now, you get home, and it's been in a, you know, a couple few hours, a couple few days, whatever, and you rinse all that off. Well, you're, you're getting rid of it before it has a chance to really take hold. So uh, that, that's really the, the best time to do it is as soon as possible. Don't wait a week. Don't wait a month. If you've been to the Jeep recently, it's, it's time to rinse that Jeep or you know, run it through the car wash, if nothing else. Think about That's, that's uh, the number one. Thing. Yeah, think about if you're if you get something in your eyes, what do you do? You run, I'm you just run water. Wait. You just run water <laughs> through it, and you flush your eyes. You're you're basically I panic. I scream. What the hell? What's in my eye? <laughs> catch on fire. Run around. Flame the flame the flames. But uh, yeah. but but basically, what you're doing is you're just knocking down the level of chemical in this in this case salt 
uh, it, that's that's on the body. So the more water that you can put into the frame yep. and all the rest of the stuff, you're just minimizing the amount of salt and lessening the damage that's, that's going to be done. Or perhaps the the coating that they put on the Jeep uh, internally and out uh, and externally will be enough to keep it from starting. That's that's really all you're doing. You're never going to get rid of all of it, but you're just trying to minimize it as much as possible. Yep. Minimize and mitigate. Well, if you have anything to add, uh, maybe you have a topic uh, you would like for us to cover here on Tech Talk, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Do you guys remember Tammy, the the, 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 young, the young lady that used to uh, be a host here? And, uh, it uh, rings a bell. I, I kind of uh, vaguely remember something about uh, somebody being I here. Think, I think we here. heard from her about four, four episodes ago. Oh no! <laughs> well, oh, she's no, back. Yeah, <laughs> back. Welcome back. Tim. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Hi, Tony, Josh, Wendy, and the Zoom people. I finally have my computer back. My old computer was infected with the blue screen of death. My ex, yes, I'm officially divorced now, was kind enough to save my pictures and videos from my old computer, and he set me up with one of his used computers. I did get it back a couple of weeks ago, but unfortunately, he put the video flash card in the slot where the plug for the monitor goes, so I had to find another plug. Then the computer wasn't Wi-Fi compatible, so I had to get another part. (laughs) So now I'm good to go. We've been pretty busy at Colorado 4x4, the Jeep Rescue League South. There are more Jeeps and 4x4 vehicles to fix than we have time for. So we're in the shop like 12 hours a day, pretty much 7 days a week. Plus, trying to work on our own Jeeps and our project Jeeps. It makes for long days. I sure am getting an education in the garage, though. We had our grand opening on April 10th, and I would have to say it was a great success. We had an RTI challenge, which, by the way, we are the only ones in the San Luis Valley with an RTI ramp. What is an RTI ramp? Well, RTI stands for Ramp Travel Index, or RTI. It's a way of measuring a vehicle's ability to flex its suspension, a property also known as axle articulation. The RTI rating is used mainly in the off-road industry to test and describe the chassis limits of modified vehicles. Typically, ramps vary between 15 and 30 degrees of angle for the vehicle to ride up. Ramping a vehicle involves putting one front tire on the ramp and driving up slowly until one of the other three tires, usually the rear one on the same side as the tire driving the ramp, begins to leave the ground. The measurement is only taken when the other three tires are still on the ground. The distance traveled up the ramp is then measured and divided by the vehicle's wheelbase and finally multiplied by 1,000 to give a final RTI score. Most stock SUVs have RTI values from 400 to 550. Vehicles modified for off-road competition have the ability to exceed 1,000. Now, we had an RTI ramp challenge. My score was 550. Not too good, but typical for the longer wheelbase Jeeps. The winner, I'm happy to announce, was a Jeep Talk Show podcast listener. Ron, he rolled up the ramp with a 52 Willys Jeep and scored a 1,056. The only one to break 1,000. 
I wheeled nice. with Ron previously. We wheeled Chinaman's Gulch near Buena Vista, Colorado. And that little Willie's sure can perform. We had a lot of excited Jeepers show up. There really isn't a Jeep community here in the Valley, and the Jeepers are excited to have a place to go and meet other Jeepers. We are hoping we started something good. I also had some other friends show up. Mike from SoCal, another Jeep talk show fan. He's usually in the Zoom room lately. He's wheeled with Wendy and myself. And then Angela from Arizona. And then there was the big surprise. Another Jeep talk show fan. It was such a big surprise, and I was so touched when I saw him and his wife, I started crying. Like, literally, my shoulders were shaking. I was sobbing so much. This Jeep community has been so amazing. This past year, for me, has been an emotional ride. I've lost many friends. I have lost a lot of my friends, but the Jeep community has stuck with me through it all, and it means so much to me. So when Jerry and his wife, Coral, showed up to support our opening... The tears of happiness started flowing. Jerry is Willie Wagon, a longtime Jeep talk show listener. I've wheeled with him at Roush Creek and Uari. He and Nikki G liked to play practical jokes on me, and they did play a practical joke on me in Uari. It had something to do with my D-ring. So anyway, the next day, a bunch of us went up into the San Juans and found a cool trail with amazing views. It was up by Bishop's Rock. The rock formation looks like a praying bishop. Every day, this Jeep community amazes me, and it means so much to be a part of such an amazing community. Thanks, everybody. Next week on Jeep Life, suspension fails. I've seen a lot of Jeeps come in, and I've seen a lot of their suspension systems. So next week, my top five suspension fails in the Jeep. Actually, after last night, finding an issue on my Jeep, it'll be the top six. Ooh, interesting. That doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. I got to see her post some things. Um, her friends, she talked about, were very emotional for her. Um, she posted a lot of different pictures on Facebook. So it looked like it was a pretty good event, well attended, and uh, looks like everybody had a, a really good time. So I was really surprised to hear, and really rather glad, uh, touched even, uh, to hear that there's so many Jeep Talk Show uh, listeners came, came out for this grand opening. So uh, you know, hats off to all of you guys, Big Fat Jeep Wave, and, and much respect. Uh, for you guys showing support and uh, oh, Gmon, uh, congratulations! Uh, hope, yeah. uh, I wish all all the success uh, in, in your in your venture here. That's it's just going to be. I think it's going to be awesome. And the fact that you you have the only RTI ramp in the valley, dude, that is that is a <laughs> huge thing. So you guys have to be doing regular events because the RTI ramp is going to be what everybody is going to be. That's going to be the measuring stick for everybody mm-hmm. in that area. Um, yep. And so this is how who's who's going to determine whose Jeep is better than whose, you know, all that stuff is it's in those numbers. So, uh, yeah, that that is awesome. And, and that's really is going to set you apart. And, and guess what it means? You know, if you get a sucky uh, RTI score, we can help you with that. Just pull it that's down here right. to the shop. <laughs> you, now, I, I, actually, I do want. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. I no, was no, going to say a, a really good idea would be for Tammy to put together like a big board, sort of an old old style board. Yeah. She do chalk. The, the board and of then, shame. So she puts, yeah, and then, you know, whatever this Jeep is, this is the number to beat. And then people coming in, I mean, it could build her business. It could be kind of fun to see where it's you like fit. The, oh, The old score on the video game, you know, you go yes. into the arcade. And who has wow. a, who my has name a should be above his. <laughs> There's going right. to be a shooting. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I do want to say there is another version of this, and and it's it's uh, was cornered by a company or uh, made by a company um, who I, I think is based out of Southern California uh, called Metal Cloak. Metal Cloak Industries has been around for a number of years now, yep. and they are really, really changing the game when it comes to articulation in Jeeps. Uh, their level of uh, research and development and engineering that's gone into a lot of their systems is unparalleled by a lot of uh, anything else that you can find out on the market. So uh, if you don't know about Metal Cloak, check them out. They are they are certainly a, a, a worth a look. Uh, but, you know, price comes at a premium for this stuff. Um, but that being said, they, they uh, created something called a CTI, or Corner Travel Index. And it is a trailer that they bring out to shows that... Um, oh, I've seen that. ...like yeah. an RTI ramp, but you pull your Jeep up onto this trailer... And, and it has these uh, basically lifts that lift two tires up, one in the front and one in the back in opposite corners. And, and it kind of reproduces the same sort of um, uh, score that an RTI ramp would. But instead of just leaving one tire to sort of sit there and dangle, you actually get full articulation while the Jeep remains level. Uh, it reduces the risk of falling over. The, it has built-in safety and pressure sensors that, that uh, determine when the Jeep is about ready to, you know, it, it can tell when that Jeep tire is about ready to lift off the pad and all that sort of stuff. And so um, we, we've all heard about the stories where, you know, big show, there's a thousand Jeepers there, and mm. somebody goes over onto the side and flops on the RTI. Well, right they're going to hit that thousand come high, hella high water. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. I want my name at the guy. top. I just need to get a run <laughs> at it. I can get a it up there. It, <laughs> a lot of it has to, is the fault of the spotter. You know, they're not paying uh, attention to that back tire. They're agging them on. They're wanting to see uh, how far yeah, they yeah, can yeah. go. It might be the yeah. driver not well, listening to direct. When it's it, like, no. When it flops over, that's just a good show. Yeah. <laughs> for everybody else, but yeah. nobody wants to be that guy. Right. And, and of no. course, if you're if you're in a, a in a parking lot that is yours or it's not yours, you have to deal with or maybe not the the damage that comes to the to the asphalt or the parking lot or anything else. That if a vehicle were to flop over and damage some uh, some concrete, well, that that could be an issue you have to deal with. Too. You know, so, I'm thinking six tires is a good idea. They just don't put them on the bottom. <laughs> if they put them on the side, a couple on the side, then it takes care of that. <laughs> oh, so, here yeah. we go. So cool stuff. So if you ever have a chance to go to a show where Metal Cloak is going to be at, chances are they're going to have their CTI ramp there. And trust me, mm -hmm. you want to be in front of that thing when it when when they're doing their thing. It is something to behold, and it's really cool to see your own rig up there getting all super flexed out. So if you have a Ford truck, full size Ford truck, especially the all aluminum ones. Do not use the CTI. Did you guys see the CTI ramp Ford uh, all aluminum? It stayed. No. It stayed articulated once oh, they were done. No. What? I haven't seen that. I'm, it's because I'm lying. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a joke, I mean, folks. Like, because of the aluminum body Ford, you know. <laughs> it well, just, thinking, it just twisted like, it like a suspension would be attached to the frame, but yeah. you know they would have to okay. really have something I'm, messed up. I'm so know. glad you trust me after all these years. You yeah, should know better. Well, you got us both. <laughs> Jeez. Well, there's anybody who's seen a you know some weird video here it's gonna be you that's true <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> does tammy's jeep life compare with yours we're always looking for jeep stories so contact us and let us know what your jeep is like just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how don't go away jeeper there's more show to come even though it's an hour and 26 minutes now <laughs>
Good Lord, slamming the door that time. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to have to get a new audio file because that's the Cherokee. I need to get one, uh, and I can intermingle it with uh, the Gladiator door slamming. And the, uh, of course, the, the 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 Gladiator door closes by itself. By the way, you get out, and it says, "Are you done, what? sir? Are you di- done, kind sir?" And you say, "Door, sure, closing. Get off my back, <laughs> closing, closing the pod yeah. bay doors, Hal." Right. (laughs) Well, this part of the show is where we uh, pull around the campfire and we chat about one topic or another. For those new to the show, it's a different topic each week. And we invite listeners just like you to uh, come around the campfire with us and uh, crack wise and chime in on whatever the topic of the week is. And of course, you can do that. There's no... uh, no prerequisites. You don't have to be a uh, you know a paid member or anything like that. No. Anybody can do it. If this Rat is your bastards very first are time welcome. listening to the Jeep Talk Show, you can do this next week, and we'll let you know how you can join in on the Camp Fireside Chat here in just a little bit. So stay tuned. For now, we're going to talk about um, well uh, the stuff that you shouldn't do to the Jeep, or maybe that that you wouldn't do the Jeep, but somebody else did. It could be those four-inch lift blocks you saw on that one time on a YJ. It uh, maybe could be a pair of fake eyelashes or those really nasty <laughs> aluminum drop-down steps that would just get in the way of everything. Whatever it is, what is the worst mod that you've ever seen done to a Jeep? And we've got a list of listeners around the show, around the fire tonight, and uh, we may not get to all of them. I will try. Uh, but first up tonight is a guy who has uh, not had a chance to uh, join us each and every show. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get to him right away. Travis is with us tonight. Travis, what would you say is the worst mod you've ever seen done to a Jeep? And I know that you've got a few out there because you've done some Jeep shows. You've hosted some Jeep shows over the oh, years. Yeah. So I'm sure that you've seen all kinds of stuff. And I'm having a drink. Just one. <laughs> I had to join. I had to have one drink. Um, Hi, Travis. Probably. <laughs> hey, Wendy. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad. Yeah, I was able to join tonight. I'm going to go with. The angry eyes, and I yes. personally did hang one on, of them. Hang for on, a hot I gotta minute. ding this. Yes, for a hot minute. <laughs> I had them on, and I was just like, "Hey, I like this. It's different." Da 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 da. And that's been two years ago, and then I quickly removed them, and I was like, "No, a my Jeep's not angry. B, <laughs> I don't need this look." Um, I was happier in my Jeep than anything. I still am to this day when I drive it. I'm not a fan. Um. Yeah, that's my angry eyes. Uh, just massive wheel size. Now, again, I'm in an old YJ. I've got 15-inch wheels. I would appreciate more the JKs, the JKUs, everybody downgrading their wheel size. Yeah. Even though they've got 37s running 40s, I'm like, you can still run a smaller wheel in that. Um, you know, more rubber is what I want to see on a Jeep. Absolutely. So I, I let, you know, to each so answer. I'm I'm not gonna argue or get mad at you know your 20 inch wheels, but I'm like, no, it's a Jeep. You need 15, 16, 17 at max, and in 17, I'm still like, that's yeah, too much. Uh, I agree. Um, with you. Yeah, I agree too. Well, that's 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 me. I I not a fan of the angry eyes. Not a fan of huge wheels. Most everything else, you know, unless you're Carolina squatting a Jeep, which I've oh seen that God. done. Oh, I, I don't want to see that at all ever. But it happens. And so, my dogs are just so growling there, at you guys. Is there like a urinary track, urinary track infection or some sort of uh, diarrhea problem in Cal? Uh, would you say uh, not Carolina. Carolina. Carolina? Carolina. Is there yeah. some, some sort Carolina of uh, potty problem in the 
Were they did they have to no. do a lot of squatting there in uh, Carolina? I, just, <laughs> I don't understand it. Well, I mean, he was bringing up last week. I'm like, I've got the squatty potty at home. I'm gonna <laughs> pop my legs up and I'm good. But I don't need it on a truck or vehicle. No, you know, like, no, no, it doesn't not. doesn't need to happen. How do you see? I mean, that's like driving over a, a, an edge off road where you're climbing up the rocks. You can't see what's all over the. You can't see what's over the hood. It's just that would be scary as hell. Next thing you know, you're you've climbed over a uh, Civic. So it's it's just amazing. <laughs> Corolla, me. yeah, a Corolla ninety nine. Uh, no, uh, I agree to both those, Travis. In fact, uh, I think we had an episode. I forgot which one it is now. Uh, where we just kind of went around the horn and, and got everybody's opinion on those angry eyes specifically. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure just about everybody is uh, is agreement. There's one or two, I think, that are currently rocking the angry eyes uh, that said, hey, I don't mind so much. Uh, you know, I kind of like it, and, and I'm, I'm all about it, to each their own. But uh, but I'm with sure? you, not not quite my flavor. Whatever, whatever uh, gets, the, gets the slow ass out of the fast lane, I say go for it. Yeah. Oh, that Jeep looks pissed. I better move. <laughs> so, new name around the campfire, one I haven't seen before. So, definitely going to call on this one. Uh, Braden, what would you say is the worst mod that you've ever seen done to a Jeep? I stretch tires. Right. Right. Ooh. Where you've got where you've got like a seven inch rim, but you've done everything oh, you can to put a okay. 12 and a half inch tire on it. <laughs> oh, man. The UFO. Uh, I call that the UFO because it's. <laughs> it looks like Super a vertical UFO. Sidewall. Now, yeah. look, I'm I'm all for um, putting as wide of a tire as you can fit on a small rim. Uh, I, I personally believe that the 8-inch wide rim with a 12.5-inch wide tire is the perfect ratio. Uh, it, it gives you the right amount of sidewall squat to protect the wheel uh, and still give you a good amount of, of bite getting those lugs down into the ground when you air down. Uh, anything more than that, and your side lugs, I don't think are going to uh, are going to reach, or you're going to risk popping a bead and stuff like that. So yeah, Braden, uh, I, I'm with you. Not too much. I don't see that too much here in the Northwest. Where whereabouts in the in the nation are you at? Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh, so I don't think a, we've had anybody from Louisiana before. Uh, welcome, and uh, thanks you for joining us here on the Zoom uh, Zoom meeting. Oh yeah. Well, this dude that I was talking about actually did the opposite of what you said. He put a big rim. With a skinnier tire on. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. The no, UFO, no, no. you know, where it it sticks out. Well, the yeah. So why would you do that? There's no, there, no. It's for the mall. <laughs> that's for the mall people. I guess I don't know. That's I've seen that in, with like the Camber Kids clubs. It's you know the guys who got the wheels that are you know pointing into each other almost, and and it's just like oh man. You lower your you lower your uh IQ. your front wheel drive car so much <laughs> the IQ. that, uh, That's that perfect, the, the Tony. wheels start pointing into the tops of each other. They're just cambered all the hell. Yeah, it's not not, <sighs> not for Jeeps. Definitely not for Jeeps. I'm with you 100, percent Braden. Thanks for chiming in on that. Uh, here's another name, uh, Charles. Charles uh, F uh, is with us tonight. Another new name around the campfire. Charles, what is the worst mod you've seen done to a Jeep? Hey man, I'm with Travis. It's the angry eyes. You can't change a Jeep grill. No. Like they, they, no. these guys change these Jeep grills. It's supposed to be a seven slat for a reason. Started with nine, changed to seven. Don't change it. I, I hate it. I hate it with every, every fiber of my being. Don't change yeah. the iconic view of the Jeep. I mean, it's, that is right. You know, don't make it look like everybody's SUV. You, you, it's a Jeep. Make it a Jeep and, and stay true to that. Amen. Yeah. I think you know, somebody you know, had that mentioned. Said, I drive a YJ with my square headlights, and I am the but only Jeep hey, in a no, YJ. That's perfectly fine. That's okay. That's funny. Square headlights. 
Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. That's the way it came. I mean, if you you would be bastardizing it if you retrofitted round headlights into that because yes. that's not how the YJ made. It would be just doing the same thing if you switched over to coils. That's not a YJ. A YJ has right. leaf springs front and rear. You you are you're honoring the the design of the YJ. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that being said, you know, it's still a seven slot grill that he's got going on there. What I think that if I if I'm going out on too far of a limb here, uh, let me know, Charles. Uh, but what I think he's talking about is like those grumper grills or those other, you know, mm. where they completely change those. They completely change the look of the Jeep and, and yeah. where it looks like it's all mangled up or completely different shapes or they get rid of it all together and it's just a, a sheet of mesh yes, yeah. right there. And it's like, Absolutely. what the hell have you done? <laughs> somebody somebody yeah. had one of those on a, uh, on an XJ, on a, one of the XJ uh, pages on Facebook. And, okay. and somebody said, hey, where did you get that grill? And I responded, aisle uh, 35 of uh, Home Depot where you see yeah. window screens. <laughs> just that's put, pretty just much put it. window screen in there, you know. So to each their own, of course, if that's what you want to do. But for me, no. Yeah, heck yeah, no, I, uh, Charles. I don't that, like that's, it. A good one. that's a good one. Yeah, I think you're. you're uh, everybody would agree with you on on just about everybody would agree with you on that one. So that that's a good one. Uh, Chip, what would you have to yeah. say about uh, the world's worst mod, <laughs> where uh, at least one that you've seen uh, done to a Jeep? What's a bad mod that you've seen done? Well, I cringe every time I see the angry eyes, and also when somebody's got twenty inch or greater yeah. rims with the thin uh-huh. tires, it makes me cringe. But the ugliest yeah. Jeep I think I saw was online about a year ago, and I've been looking for the picture. I was going to post it, but I can't find it. You better not be was looking for guy, mine. A guy had built a complete exoskeleton on the outside of a fairly <laughs> stock-looking Jeep. And so it, 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 I guess from a, it was like an external roll cage for the entire body of the Jeep, and it just oh. looked horrendous. Hmm, yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's it. That's a taking lot of work, things too. a little too far. Hey, look, I, I've I've long said on this show uh, for years that I, I believe one of the first modifications you you should make to your Jeep is armor, uh, because yeah. a stock Jeep is very capable uh, unto itself, and it can take you a lot of places you'd never think that you could go. Uh, but it, it can take you even further when you have it armored. Now, there's a certain line in the sand there that you know that you definitely can take things too far. Uh, and going full exo cage while still rocking the stock suspension, maybe not the right choice there. So, right. yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, find that picture, uh, send that to us. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, like to see that. I'll, yeah, we, so I'll we put can it include up on the Zoom web page if I can find it. Yeah, we can include that in the go. show notes right if you can find it. Right on. Yeah, we'll definitely include that in the show notes. Uh, sevenslats.com. Chris with us here every week. I love what, uh, what he has to say. Uh, Chris, what would you say is the worst Jeep mod that you've seen? I don't know if it's a mod as much as the high lift jack on the hood it scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah, Why is point. that? I, because I, I'm gonna di- I'm gonna vehemently disagree with you, but uh, but go ahead and 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 uh, and and give us your point, and then I'm gonna go ahead and shoot it all to shit. <laughs> all right, I, I just I think it's a safety hazard. It just I think it's a safety hazard for the driver when it's on the hood, especially on a, a JK or a LJ or, or any any Jeep when it's on the hood right in front of the windshield. I just it concerns me if there's a, a traffic accident it's going to fly one way or the other depending on what the uh, the level of impact is and put it put it on the back put it on the side i think it looks a little silly on the side in my opinion but put it on the back don't put it on the hood i'm gonna disagree with you in the sense that okay the wrangler uh has a decent amount of crumple zone and chances are that a wrangler owner who has affixed a high lift jack to the the hood of his jeep 
likely has a winch bumper on the front of it. If nothing else, an off an aftermarket off-road bumper that is going to produce a massive amount of of uh, space in between where that crumple zone begins and the imp and where the impact begins. Uh, I've seen some pretty nasty accidents where the Jeep had a winch bumper and was hardly scratched. Mm. The bumper may have been pushed a little bit. Uh, likely there was probably some damage to the frame, but the vehicle was there and it really didn't look all that much different. There's probably some stuff underneath that you, you didn't want to, didn't want to find, but for all intents and purposes, the other vehicle was the one that looked like it went, went through the ringer. Um, and, and so I don't know, man, I, I would think that unless you're doing 75 miles an hour and you hit a toll booth or something, uh, you're not likely going to dislodge that, 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 uh, that high lift jack. And even if you do at that point, it's likely going to move forward, not backwards. Unless somebody runs into you exceptionally hard, that if that thing snaps loose, the force is going to move that thing. Uh, if you were rear ended hard enough, it might move it into the windshield. Uh, but at that point, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, glass that is, uh, you know, it's meant to spider, not shatter, uh, and come into you. Uh, it's got, you know, protective layers on it to prevent something from coming through it, at least, you know, like that. Anyways, uh, you know, we're not talking final destination type of stuff here. But at the same time, uh, I think the forces that would be required to move that jack through the windshield, over the dash, past the steering wheel, and into your neck... Uh, are likely not going to be seen in 99.9% of crashes. So, so you're saying there's a possibility. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's just why I'm going to disagree with you, Chris. I, okay. I, I value your point. Um, and I, you know, whether if it was coming from an aesthetics standpoint or whether it was coming from a physics standpoint, I, uh, you're I don't like your, it because you're going to scratch the hood. But, <laughs> taking it putting it up there taking it off you're gonna scratch i have head. seen people completely <laughs> demolish their cowl by just throwing open the hood and forgetting that they oh, have their island jack on there. yes demolishing oh the cowl yeah so you know from from a, a a common sense standpoint probably not the best best location for a high lift jack chris but uh but yeah thanks thanks for the uh for for chiming in uh, I want to hear from Jeep and Mo tonight uh, about what the worst mod you've ever seen to a Jeep is. But more importantly, I want to hear what the electrical gremlin was. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> well, you got the wrong person for that. Oh, no. Who was that, it? That was Greg. Yeah, it was Greg. Yeah, it was Greg. Christopher. Yeah. Greg and, and yeah. uh, Chris, Christopher. right? Okay. Right. Yeah, but for me, it was it's, a, it's either the, the grumper front end, can't stand them. Mm. Or the other one I heard you mention in the earlier in the show is the uh, the tandem axle Jeep. <laughs> oh, you, not, you, not you, you already started. You remember that one out at Jeep Invasion, don't you? That they had a six a six wheel one out there. It's funny. Yeah. I was I was talking to a buddy out there, and he said that he had uh, gone over to the builder and asked him uh, what uh, what gears did you put in the diff, and he goes, uh, uh, I don't know, three seven three. Uh, <laughs> so this well, is you know, a few huh. a few of those that I've seen. The extra axle, there's nothing there. It's just it's along for the ride. I'm telling you, it's inflatable. Yeah. <laughs> now, on, on this specific build, they are saying that it is a live axle, and it has a, a – so when, when they say a full-time four-wheel drive, I'm guessing the, the rear two axles are constantly under power. 
much like uh, uh, what I mean, semi trucks sometimes have the same kind of a drive system in, in, in that where the rear two reels. What's the, what's wheels the military bump. vehicle? The the real popular military vehicle that oh, the, a deuce and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. A couple of years ago, when we, when we went out to SEMA, we were excited. All right, we're going to see some of these. Looked up under there. It's pretty much was just a straight axle with nothing there. I'm like, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, I could, I could believe them being for looks. This one, now, so maybe this is where the six-figure price tag comes into uh, into play a little bit, is, you know, what all went into this and, and having that live axle, the drive there, and being able to then engage the front axle for six-wheel drive if you so desire. Uh, so, you know, maybe, I, you know, the looks on it, not for everybody. So I, I'm with you no. there in, in that sense that, you know, these things are kind of a, a, a bit obtrusive on the eyes. Uh, but you know, again, if you got six figures and you're into that sort of thing, not to each your own. Just buy so, your D okay. wagon. That's what you want. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Christopher, I got to hear the story. You know, the information, <laughs> you know, the question, uh, what was the electrical gremlin? And I suppose I'll let you answer. What was the worst mod you've ever seen to have done to a Jeep? Um, so the worst mod I'll say is going to be the Brodos are freaking low profile tires stretched out oh, up to 14 yeah, inch right. Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> stupid. And the extra axle Jeep. So those. I'm just going to go over anything that's not my Jeep. If it's, it's not my Jeep, uh, I, it uh, sucks. Yeah. It's been said multiple times. So the electrical gremlin that we had, um, I don't know what he said in the voicemail, but uh, found out that he tried to help his family member out by uh, putting an extra screw up in the uh, A-pillar for the oh crap handle. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah. Ended up hitting a wire. That'll oh, do it. No. Wow. So we, we searched for four and a half hours Woo. and I unplugged everything <laughs> that went to that and we finally found it, but man, it was a, wow. and he was like, oh, I totally forgot I did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as soon as we found it, it that's what it was. It, yeah. it, it why, two fires enough to ground it out. Why is it always well, the last, last thing you check? You know, if you could yeah. make the last thing you check the first thing, it'd be so because much Because you stopped looking after you found <laughs> it. That's, that's why it's the last that's, thing. That's the joke. That's the joke, Wendy. <laughs> So, but yeah, it, it was, it. we were out there with a, a electric meter. The battery died on the meter. So then we had to go find the battery. <laughs> it Unbelievable. Was, yeah. We, it's we an were, adventure. well, yeah. congratulations and, and hats off for, for, you know, making it happen and, uh, and, and fixing everything up. That That's a cool story. And I, I'm glad you had a chance to share that with us. So, yeah, hopefully you don't have to go through that again. Four hours for a grounded wire. Goodness sakes. Yeah. Ended up yeah, right, being but, inside the cab, so. Well, at least it was, uh, at least you found it. And uh, yeah. and it sounds like a you know, happy ending to that story. So, uh, I want to get to this new name uh, that's seen around the fire here. Uh, Jim. Jim F. here is with us tonight. Jim, what would you have to say about the worst mod you've ever seen done to a Jeep? So, I'm going to... I'll, I'm going to switch it just because someone said it so much. The rubber band tires are right there for me, but sure, the real one is lights before lockers. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing that pissed me off more than a guy. How are you supposed to be able to see to put the lockers in if you don't have good lights? 
No, he's talking stock cheap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two thousand dollars for the lights. Yeah. Stock Jeep. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, I've seen. I've yeah, seen right. it too. We've all. We've all seen it. You know, the guy who's. Oh, you know, maybe he's oh. got the Sahara or something like that, and and he's just he's dumped ten grand into making the Jeep his own. Yeah. And it yeah. looks badass. But he's always I the one I who's going to make friends with Tony. Saying that I, I swear to God, with an, enough <laughs> lighting, you can hover a Jeep. It, the, <laughs> the light photons. <laughs> Will levitate it. It'd be great for you know when you get stuck. You just turn the lights on and perfect. (laughs) Mike, who was recently on a wheeling trip with Wendy, what would you have to say is the worst mod you've seen done to a Jeep? Um, I will agree with everybody with the tires and the grills and stuff like that. Uh, Just recently, I saw a Jeep with the those uh, balls. On the back of the, the seat that's hanging. Are you, you talking like the, the, the truck nuts? The, the truck nuts? The, the actually, actually you can't, you can't like, say. Oh my god! You can't say balls. What? You have to say nuts with a Z. Because <laughs> this is a family show. Uh, well, I actually saw it. I was like, oh my god! It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh man, there there are a lot of those because we we have a lot of bro dozers up here in the Portland metropolitan area. I don't know what it is. There's even a lot less than two miles from where I live. That's all they sell are bro dozers, and 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 so I mean it's 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 ridiculous. You have you have a hundred thousand dollar truck there that you couldn't possibly take off road if you wanted to. Right, yeah, you're gonna break you're gonna break something. Um, so I, it's it's just ridiculous. And then they they try to they try to bring a jeep into the brodozer world and it just doesn't work man it's just you can't do it it, it doesn't look right I, i'm with you guys there 24 inch wheels 22 inch wheels and and 40 series tires on a jeep no it's not the right recipe you, you read the directions wrong i'm sorry yeah <laughs> Well, that is the campfireside chat. Um, you guys are, are awesome. Uh, really quick, I want to go to our co-hosts, uh, Tony, Wendy. You guys each live in different states. Uh, what would you say is the worst Jeep mod you've seen in your respective areas? I like all those things that everybody said, but one thing that people, the, uh, the Zoom people, didn't say, which just pisses me off, is the the steps on an off-road vehicle, the things that hang down on the side <laughs> of a vehicle. Uh, One of those gladiators I saw today, it was all lifted and stuff. And unless you have it lifted five feet in the air. Still not going to matter. There's Those steps are going to be nothing but hanging you up. I understand that you need the assistance to get in the vehicle, or maybe this is what you wanted to buy. I have no problem with that. But why in God's green earth reason would you buy and modify an off-road vehicle and then hang something down that will physically stop you from going off-road? To me, mm-hmm. that is just a clear sign. It's like the the 24-inch rims or you know all those things that everybody else said. I mean, the anchor guys, that shouldn't ha- uh, hurt you from going off-road. Uh, it's just not aesthetically pleasing to me. But those steps that hang down, I, I just... You know those those two thousand dollar sliders. Uh, I think Don has those uh, those sliders on uh, on his yeah, that, Jeep. Yeah, that re- that retract. Yeah. So even something like that, other than the price, is is not a bad idea. If you if you need a step, or you have an individual that you want to take with you that needs a step to get in, something like that is is reasonable because it doesn't take away from its off road ability. But anything that hangs down that's going to hang you up on something is just f-ing stupid. 
<laughs> yes, here, here. Yes, this is the uh, the rolling oxymoron. I have an off-road vehicle that I put something on that inhibits its ability to go off-road yeah. dramatically. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, Wendy, yeah. what you got for us? You know, I have to agree with everybody so far, but I'll just put in there, I hate those stupid eyelashes. I'm sorry. I know it's not really a mod, but what the hell are you thinking? Why does your Jeep need to have long eyelashes? I don't get it. It's stupid, and it shouldn't be on a damn Jeep. So there you go. <laughs> any vehicle. I'm going to extend that to any vehicle. Well, that's vehicle, true. Any vehicle. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, it is, is something that, hey, I'm all for capitalism. You create something that there's a demand sure. for, by all means, you know, go for it. But Stupid. for F's sake, that person should have been taken out of the gene pool a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's dumb. Just stop. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, that's the Campfire Side Chat. We do this each and every show, and I can't thank all my listeners enough and uh, all our fans enough for, for chiming in. And those who, uh, who showed up tonight, uh, big props and kudos to all you guys uh, for coming around the Campfire Side Chat. Good uh, good sharing tonight. Good topics, good uh, good opinions, all that sort of stuff. And uh, Oh yeah, no, I got, I got to say, Chris, um, I, I didn't mean to pick on you, man. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you want to join the Campfire Side Chat, you can, and this is how you do it: you follow us on Facebook, uh, you, or you can receive via, uh, notifications via our newsletter. Either one of those ways uh, will get you directly in on the inside information for the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, we uh, give you the inside information about uh, interviews coming up and uh, possibly even some giveaways, things like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the newsletter is super easy to sign up for, too. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for, and it's just as easy to unsubscribe. Don't worry. We don't sell your information. We don't use it to spam you or anything like that. It's one email a week, and that's it. We hope to see you around the next Campfireside Chat. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure you're helping us spread the word by telling a friend, coworker, or the person at checkout about the Jeep Talk Show. And always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, the only time, the only time a Jeep should ever be lowered, or Carolina squatted out, as it were, <laughs> is if the front axle is getting swapped for a beam axle and the thing is destined to see more track time than commutes or trails. Anything outside of that is punishable but by flogging. We need to bring back flogging. Who's got I, it? I like it. I, I think perfect. it's I think it's still there. There were some Amazon purchases that I think uh, would indicate that. Oh, by the way, pink paint is always okay, and I stand behind any cancer awareness bill. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Podcasting since 2010.